Hey guys, welcome back. We are Bad Moms in Business. I'm Bridget. I'm Amanda. I'm Danielle. Today we are going to be talking all about being a mom, being a working mom during a pandemic. Hashtag 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to talk about everything from schools to, you know, quarantine, you name it. We got a lot to talk about today. So much. Hopefully we can keep it into one episode or fit it into one episode because there is a lot. We might not. We'll we'll see. We'll kind of, we'll see how this goes. Honestly, it is 2020 and this one episode on 2020 could be 20 episodes. (laughs) Seriously. It it really could. We, I mean, this whole year has thrown us all for a loop. I mean, you know, we've talked about it just kind of briefly that we are all in the same field. And this is this has been a completely life changing year for us. I mean, this has changed everything for so many people. I can't even imagine what everybody's going through. Yeah, and then throw in being a, a mom on top of it, and having to balance your world being turned upside down with their world being mm-hmm. turned upside down. It's mm-hmm. it's a struggle. Yeah. So you guys both have kids in school age ranges. So I don't really have a whole lot to contribute there but we, we got some stuff to talk about. Yeah. Why don't we, why don't we start with school? I think for most people listening, that is probably their biggest struggle or hurdle right now is, is school. Um, Amanda, I don't know if you, if you want to start. I'm I'm always happy to start. (laughs) (laughs) So for, for me personally, what was the hardest part of the schooling last year when the pandemic first started was despite how hard the school tried, they are not a virtual school and anything they provided was less than okay. Even yeah. though what they were providing was good, it just mm-hmm. was not meant for a virtual classroom. And they did a phenomenal job. And I think our our school system did better than so many others. And I mean, we were released on Friday and we weren't coming back. That Monday, we had assignments already. They did not, they probably burned the midnight oil and literally worked all week long because we didn't, Google Classroom was like up and running. Granted, these things were already being utilized. So they just really like boom. My, my biggest issue with that is like, we did not know. Do you guys remember like every day it was something new? Like we didn't know, like it just was constantly changing and we thought well, we, we all thought they were going back for a while. Yeah, right. We, that yeah. was the biggest, that it, was the biggest thing around here. It yeah. Was. We thought it would be two weeks two yeah. weeks to be back in. And then two weeks turned into a month and yep. then it turned into, I don't know if we're going back. And then how was that going to be dealt with? And that uncertainty for myself and Owen just did not work. You know, our job is really flexible, but at the same time, we have to like be mentally prepared to be able to kind of visually see what our week is because it is so sporadic where we have to be. I mean, we work all day long at the end of the day. Right. Well, I also think that a lot of kids like habit. They like routine. Yes. They like, you know, consistency. And I feel like that threw everybody for such a loop that it was day to day. I mean, you know, everybody didn't know what they were doing every single day. And so for kids, that was probably so confusing. <laughs> Just got them right out of their routine. It did. Well, and it's important to a friend of mine when we were in the middle of this back in, you know, March, April, um, 
said, this is not homeschooling. This is crisis schooling. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Which totally hit me because I can remember thinking, oh my gosh, third grade, as far as elementary school goes, is a pretty tough year. That's when things start to get a little bit more difficult. And that's where Aaron was. And I kept thinking, he's not going to finish this year, have being prepared to go into fourth grade and armed with the knowledge that he would get in a typical third grade year. And now fast forward six months, um, we're still virtual. Truth be told, I still don't think he's getting what he needs as far as fourth grade curriculum goes. I mean, how can you really? No, and that's not a, a reflection on the school or how they're handling things. That everyone is doing the best that they can. And I think we cannot reiterate that enough. Like w- this is not in any way we expected the schools to whip up something better. Like we get it. It was crisis making it happen. So kids weren't held back. So full disclosure on that. No one's judging the school systems or teachers. No. <laughs> yes. No. 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 Not at all. Not at all. I commend them because. Um, yeah getting a glimpse of what it's like to teach my children. <laughs> and you were like, oh, I get it. They should be paid more. I understand. Right, right. Oh, you need markers? How, here, I'll give you 12 packs of markers this year. Because <laughs> just take them, just take them back. Take them all, take all the markers. <laughs> yeah, so we're still virtual. I actually um, just sent an email though to the principal today, like right before we started recording. I'm going to try and get them back in face-to-face oh um that's breaking news so breaking you're listening news. to this and you you're heard it here first folks <laughs> <laughs> yes if you're heavily invested in my child's education um you're welcome you have an inside scoop oh um ask if the, is chris aware of this yet <laughs> yes okay i was like do we know it was a joint said? decision okay good <laughs> yes 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 but i handled the email um I don't know how quickly that will happen, if it will happen, but Aaron has been begging me to go back to school face-to-face, mm-hmm. and Jace is, Jace is a different kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Aaron is very studious, loves school, loves learning, loves all of that, and Jace likes school, but he likes school because he likes to go and um, you know be the center of attention. Don't know where he gets that from. No, no. Um, <laughs> So I think he's ready to go back to and take his show on the road and be in person again. So we'll see. Yeah, that's got to be such a hard decision to make either way. For our schooling, and I assume yours is kind of similar to that, Bridget, like if we chose virtual, we had to do it for the entire first half of the year. Correct. And then if you chose in person, you had to go and complete it through the marking period before you could change. And so for us, the Owen hates school for anyone listening. Like he hates it with all capital letters and it's a struggle since he was in kindergarten to get this child to school. So for me, like he's thriving in quarantine. Like he is loving, loving this right now. So for me, when we did not know the back and forth and back and forth and like, I go, I can't do this to my kid who hates school. And so that's why we decided to do virtual this year, just because we knew what we were going to be up against. We knew what we were dealing with for the long term first half of the year. And yeah. he's been doing really, really well in that. And I, I'm not saying it's not tough and it's not hard, but what it is, is consistent. And we know exactly yes. what we have to do. And there's flexibility with doing the option we chose where because we are working moms, we can't always commit to sitting down every day, Monday through Friday to work with these kids Mm -hmm. on their homework. We can do it on the weekends. Yeah. 
there is no set firm deadlines. There's just a pacing guide. So we do a lot of work on Saturday and Sunday because that really is what works for us. And that's what I really love that flexibility that it gave us. But Mm -hmm. boy, is it a lot of work. I believe it. Yeah. Ours is different. So they have things that are due right away. Um, Oh, like during the week they do? During the week. Yeah. And by right away, I mean like Jace, who's in second grade, um, if something is due in the first half of the day and he turns it in at 2.30, it's late. And um, Can I ask though, you're doing virtual through the school though, right? Like Correct. Where we're doing virtual through a third party virtual school. Oh, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, it's, it's called Lincoln Learning and it's an, it's an outsourced virtual school. So the kids that are going to school for the two days are doing virtual, but virtual as an extension, it's the Ida schools virtual. Interesting. I did not know that. Owen is doing like a full curriculum with Lincoln Learning and it's amazing. They know, like they have it down to a science. So that's why I guess there's probably that difference in due dates then. So I have a question for you then, Amanda. Is there like a, are there certain things that Owen has to complete during the school year? So if he gets that done in a six month timeframe, like if he just busts his butt, could he just be done for the rest of the school year? And that is so intriguing. Actually, I can't grab my binder because my, my light's on it, but I have a binder this thick that's full already. And we're only 35% through the year. I mean, it's no joke, but it's, it's what I love is we can hustle and like math. We know math is a struggle for our household. We're not quite on pace for that because there are some days that we can't do math. I'm not in the mood. He's not in the mood, but every day we can log in and do some science and, you know, language arts and stuff like that. So I really enjoy, we can kind of look at our day and go, okay, we're in the mood for this. And at minimum we have to complete this, but let's do this on a day that we're in the mood to do two math lessons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, That's interesting. And I think having two moms here talking about the differences in their virtual learning experience. Yes. Um, is important because there are probably moms out there who are are doing something more like what you're doing, Amanda, um, and then moms who are doing yeah. things based on what the school district has provided. And it's a struggle regardless. Um, we're very lucky that Aaron and Jace are with one of their former teachers during the week. I'll never Um, forget when you told me you had that option mm -hmm. and how happy I was for you because I I knew how much I would love that. Oh my gosh, you were so lucky. (laughs) So lucky. And that's why I was, I should have been a little more hesitant to to say that I had requested to put them back in face-to-face because that's not a reflection on where they are. Um, during the week. It's the socialization and stuff like that too. I mean, you're going to get it so much, you know, you're just going to have such a different experience being face-to-face than you are even, even learning in a setting like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, it's important for me to say that out loud, just in case there's people listening that are questioning that. Um, but we're we're not here to, to hurt anybody's feelings or talk badly about anybody because this is a hard, challenging time for everyone. (laughs) Yeah. And I think there's such truth to what you're saying right now, Bridget, is this pandemic has called for pivoting constantly. And you're allowed to pivot when you feel that it's right for your boys now. And at this point, like you're going with your gut saying, it's time to do this for them. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'm doing it. That's exactly it. I'm doing it for them because my nine-year-old cries in the backseat of the car on the way home wanting to go to school. Um, My heart. It's awful. It's awful. And I feel so much guilt about that. Here, I want to cry now. Um, This is a podcast first. (laughs) (laughs) Bring on the tears, Bridget. Bring on the tears. They're good for rating. Well, here supporting you. We got your back. Um, I feel so guilty about that though, because I made this decision based on what I thought was going to be best for them. I made this decision because I thought for sure come this time of the year, school was going to be shut down again. And then I wouldn't have had that secondary option. Mm-hmm. And then they would be stuck with me again at home all day. And the nature of my business does not allow for that. So there is some nervousness too, in if they do get accepted back face to face, what that will look like come December and January. Mm-hmm. I, I pray that's, that schools are still open, that things are okay, that people are safe. Um, but if not, we'll be having a different conversation in a couple months about how I get the That's what I was going to ask you guys, ask you guys. So for those of you that are listening or watching, we, all three of us live in different areas. We live in Southeastern Michigan, but we all live in different school districts. Do does your school districts, have they had any cases or any classrooms shut down? Wow. You're, we have a nod and a shake. <laughs> I should, I should clarify the, the elementary school where my kids are have not. The high okay. school I think had one case mm-hmm. um, and it was taken care of and resolved and that, that I haven't heard anything else. Okay. And for Owen schooling, they did have to close to claim because it ended up being staff essentially that did not necessarily have interaction with the kiddos. So that was good enough, but they still felt as though they had to disclose, like clean, obviously. Um, so yeah, they were shut down for two days. And again, that was just kind of the thing that was where I couldn't play that game. I couldn't sure. deal with they're there, they're not there, they're there, they're not there. It's just too much on me and Owen. Yep. Yeah. And I think all parents listening to this are feeling the same way, whether you sent your kids back in person and you're dealing with worrying about whether or not it's going to last, whether you are struggling with online schooling, whether you have a a pandemic pod that you have your kids set up in, none of it's easy. None Mm -hmm. of it's easy. This is unprecedented. I know that we hate that word, but it's true. It is true. Uh, it's hard to be a parent right now. It really is. What other areas of our lives do you guys think that you guys have been affected by all of this? Well, I'd like to hear from you, Danielle, because I'm like, Amanda and I just yeah. talked and talked and talked. And <laughs> I had my questions to ask. <laughs> I know, I know, but you have a son who's much younger than yes. ours. Yep. Um, 18 months old. He's, he's a tiny little boy. It's, it's yeah. been challenging, not obviously in the way that you guys have been challenged. And for that, I am thankful. And also like, I'm just so empathetic and I just, my heart hurts for everybody going through that right now. Cause I honestly don't know what I would do. Um, the challenges that I've been facing, um, have been two things mostly. Um, the first thing is he, this was a crucial time when all of this first started, this was crucial time for him being socialized and being around other kids. And he's our only son. So, you know, teaching him how to share and how to play with other kids and be around other, other people and not have 
so much of that stranger danger. You know, like we want him to know when it's safe, when mom and dad are there that you can go and talk to other kids or, or go up to other adults, like when you're around friends and family. And so we weren't, we weren't able to do any of that and we still haven't been able to do any of that. So we might be a little lagging behind on the whole sharing socialization, stranger danger kind of thing. You might be a little bit more clingy to mom and dad. Honestly, <laughs> Danielle, I know four-year-olds that don't know how to share. You'll be, Watson is going to be. <laughs> okay, good. He's going to be fine. We still have time. We still yeah. have time. You have plenty of time. And I, I get it. I'm not minimizing your, yeah. um, your stress because I know that that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's got plenty of time to to catch up if yeah. at all, if he's even behind at all. I, I, I would argue that maybe he's not, but I would agree with you that of course you want him socialized. You want him with other kids. You want yeah. him running around playing, learning how to do all of those things. And yeah, you can't right now. I mean, we've been working on it with us, but I just feel like there's something so much more that he can get from playing with other kids that we just can't give him. You know what, though? Sometimes I learn bad things from other kids, or at least you're in control of what he's learning right now. And that's, that's true. Kind of, that's kind of a nice, like, upper hand to have. That's true. Yeah. That's why he knows, like, all of his colors, and he doesn't know any, like, gang signs, yeah. you know? <laughs> this is true. We, we haven't taught him any of that. Guys, he said, total side tangent, he said his name today. He's learned his own name, and I'm just so proud of him. <laughs> you should be. Oh, I just want to squish him. Um, so that's been, that's been our biggest, uh, source of complaint, I guess, so far, apart from the fact, and this is much more of a, um, shallow reason, but it still hurt my mama heart was his first birthday. Yeah. His first birthday was in the middle of it. It was in, you know, towards the end of April. And so we were on hardcore quarantine around here. You know, we were barely even making it out to the grocery store. You know, we were trying to ration (laughs) as much as we could and use up everything in our pantry. And so his birthday was here with us with a cake I made by myself. And we, you know, thank God for Amazon and the wonderful gifts that we were (laughs) able to provide to him without going to the stores as they sat in my, (laughs) in my garage for like a couple of weeks while I made sure that they were, you know, (laughs) not contaminated. And, um, you know, we had to have a Zoom birthday for him, which of course he doesn't comprehend. You know, he was just like, what's what's happening here? What what are all of these faces on this screen? He didn't know what was going on, but that was sad. Yeah, that's not, not shallow. It's not shallow at all because really it was more for you than him because he's not yes. going to remember it he's all. And you were entitled it. to enjoy that first year. Like you, that first year is hard. Mm-hmm. It was so, oh my gosh. It's, so it's hard. Hard. I mean, I remember Bridget and I were both say like we were trying to make you go as easy as you could on yourself about all that, but it you have that right to feel just a little robbed of that experience. I, you know, and it's something that like the second I found out that I was pregnant, it was like, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? And then we found out we were having a boy, and we we're like, you know, planning out all of these fun ideas in your in your mind, and you know, it such as life, right? Like things don't ever go the way that you plan them. But having even up until, you know, two months before his birthday, I was already planning things out and we already had the invitations made up and like all of these things. And then, you know, it happens. Danielle's a planner and she would have those invitations planned out. (laughs) 
Watson, I know you're one week old, but we're already planning out your, your first yes. birthday. <laughs> Where it was going to be, what the theme was. Oh, it was going to be so adorable. I loved it so much, but you know what? That's okay. We were all happy and healthy and we were together yeah. as a family and that's all that matters. Well, and I think that that's what we're learning throughout this is that um, you don't need as much as we want the big extravagant party or you nope. want to be able to go out and do things. You, you're home with your family and that's what's that's most it. important. Yep. That's the, the silver lining to 2020 is the amount of time we've been able to spend with our families yep. that otherwise we wouldn't because we live such busy lives, you know? I feel like so many people look back at quarantine and just this whole year in general, and they have such negative feelings about it. And I feel like I don't agree with that just because I guess of where we are in our place in life. I mean, we were able to spend that time with our son and, and teach him and spend that quality time with him being so tiny. For me, it will always be something that I look back on as a year or a couple of months or however long this lasts of, oh, that was such a nice time to have with him, to dedicate to him, to teach him. I love it. It's true. Mm. I think my biggest hurdle through it all is just the endurance to continuously not know what the future is going to look like. Mm -hmm. And I like, we all like our freedom. So the minute you tell us not to do something, we obviously want to do it. We're human. <laughs> So that's that rebel I, tendency I, that we have. It's just who we are. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that kind of going back to normal. But I agree with you, Danielle. I savored that time, mm -hmm. even though it was so full of uncertainty. Well, even as far as like just Brandon and I go, so not even thinking about Watson in, the, in this aspect of it, but like learning how me and him can reconnect without having extravagant date nights and going out to dinner, going out to the movies or anything like that, going shopping. I mean, just spending quality time, just us watching a movie at home, playing a board game, putting a puzzle together. I mean, that has changed our relationship for the rest of this year, moving forward as well. Like that's just now how we like to spend our time together. It's not a, okay, let's go hang out with friends. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. Let's just hang out and spend quality time together and have conversations. For those of you that don't know, my husband and I work together as business partners. So it's nice to just take a break from work, not talk about work. Let's talk about anything else and just spend time together. Yeah. There are some people who didn't get the same out of quarantine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some stories. I feel bad. Well, and you know, you feel for them because it's hard under good circumstances. And so I think this can either make or break people. And sure. um, it's just been a year. It's been a year. <laughs> it really has. You said a, uh, Amanda, you said a powerful word earlier that I've been saying a lot this year, which is pivot. And oh. I feel like this year has brought on two things. Something we talked about last week, which was accountability. And I also think it's a year of pivoting and kind of learning how you can adapt when things don't go the way that you expect them to. And I feel like that has happened so much. I think a lot of people's jobs and careers have shifted and changed um, as far as like the way that they are 
being done on like a day-to-day basis and realizing, okay, maybe we don't need to go into an office every day. What things can we do over Zoom and try to minimize, you know, contact with people? It's kind of crazy. It is. And I, I'm, I feel like I've always been naturally designed to be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. I mean, something can get thrown at me yeah. and I naturally can, boom, it's a reflex of mine. So I find it very easy. But I want to compare myself to no one at this point because I also have a 13 and a half year old and I can work from home. So the season I'm in, not only am I naturally a pivoter per se, the season I am in allows for easy pivoting. Um, So I want to put that disclosure out there very clearly that I might fare through this a little bit easier than some because of where I am in my motherhood season. I'm not a pivoter. You guys said it. I'm a planner. This is what I do. I plan for certain things to happen and I expect them to go as planned. And when they don't, I'm crabby about it. <laughs> but, but I'm learning. I'm you learning. Be crabby, but you move on. Yeah. You just got to figure it out. I mean, at the end of the day, you just got to deal with it and go on. But I'm probably going to complain about it. And that's what you guys are here for. Absolutely. We listen. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was at... Um, karate last night. So both of my boys are in karate. Mm -hmm. I am volunteer at the karate school. And when we got shut down, I'm sorry to say, I don't think Kelly's listening, but I'm sorry to say I was so excited that I did not have to go to karate multiple nights a week or sit there on Monday nights until eight o'clock at night. I was like, this is what, this is what freedom feels like. Yes. And then... (laughs) You know, after a month, I was like, I would give anything to just be able to take my kids to karate. When is this going to end? And um, as of yesterday, I'm back at the karate school volunteering. And I'm like, quarantine sounds kind of cool right now. (laughs) Not really. Not really. I don't wish that on anyone because I know so many small businesses struggled and PKS a karate is one of those businesses that struggled and continues to struggle because they had to shut down. But, um, so I am thankful that we're back, but, um, there is a part of me that I just thinks I should have savored it just a little bit more. Well, and when you're knee deep in it, it is hard to savor it sometimes because you're, you're digesting the loss of what's been taken away. And again, we're human you know, beans. And that's where we, our minds naturally go. You have to train yourself to think the other way. So I think you speak a lot of truth with that, Bridget. I think a lot of people would relate to that. Um, I remember like when we were basically told we couldn't work. That was huge. And the fear that I had, but like the whole time I'm like, it's like, I'm a stay at home mom again. (laughs) I was, I was, remember like I was actually cooking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, who knew I could cook this? But then I feel like reality kind of sets in just a little bit. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) But what do we do for money? (laughs) Right, right. Because we're in a business where we work for ourselves and we work on commission and we don't make money unless we sell stuff. (laughs) We have to see people to make money. Yeah, so I remember feeling same thing when, when it when we were first told that we weren't essential, I was like, you know what? It's been a crazy beginning of the year already. I'll take these two weeks. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. 
I'm going to relax, much. recharge. And then all of a sudden I, and I kept telling Brandon, I was like, this isn't going to last. And he's like, no, I kind of think of it, it is. And I was like, Mm-mm. you, you watch. And then two weeks, three weeks, six weeks. And I'm like, okay, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what we do here. I, yeah. and I was nervous, but at the same time, I was like the sound of music, like on the hill, like the hills, <laughs> like I was in this la la land of like, I was loving every second of it again, because I, was, I get to, everyone who knows me knows I'm that helicopter mom. I was like, I get to be with my baby all the time. <laughs> and I was like, does anybody want my kids? Does anyone want to, does anyone, anyone? No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I honestly, yes, because it would have single-handedly been breaking a thousand laws at the time. Right. <laughs> right. So true. right. No, I, I enjoyed that time too. I, um, Aaron had a birthday. Aaron and Chris had birthdays in the middle of it. I made cakes from scratch, something I didn't know that I could do. I did not. It no, was a good well, cake too. It was really good. I was really proud of myself. And so that again is another silver lining is learned to do things that we didn't think we had in us. Even yeah. if it's something as silly as baking a cake. Um, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who learned things about themselves, even if it was, listen, we're out of work and unemployment's not cutting it. And here's what we have in our pantry. And let's try and figure out what we can make with that. You did that. Like, that's huge. You did it. Yep. And, you know, I think I, again, I always go refer to like grandma Millie used to like wipe her aluminum foil off. She would save all her like butter dishes and Grandma Mary Joyce does that too. Yes, like it was kind of a joke. Like, oh, there she is, you know. But I get it now because for the first time in our life, it was not, everything had always been an overabundance. Like we never had problems finding anything. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I'm like, I don't, what? There's no bread. There's no yeah, meal. No bread. There's no yeast to even make bread. There's a flour. And I immediately just went into that like emergency survival mode, you know? So I, I take back any jokes I've made about people who <laughs> did that. But you know, this is back to your point about, you know, you got through it, like you said, Bridget. And you know, I think it brought out the best in people. Like my neighbors knew that I wasn't able to work, which meant I wasn't getting paid. Unemployment hadn't come in. They said, meet me at the fence. They give me a Kroger gift card, steaks, hamburger and stuff like that is showing up for people who need it during that. I love that. So many people, I didn't ask for it. They knew I never would, but they provided it still. And it was just one of those things that it showed how good people really are. And I mean, those neighbors are the most amazing neighbors in the world, but other people were stepping up like that too. And I loved seeing that. That's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, for all of the struggles that we've had, in 2020 and there's been an abundance of them you're right the the goodness of people has also shown through and that's important to remember as we reflect on this year mm-hmm. even five years from now when things are back to normal let's hope um yeah um <laughs> to remember this time and it's funny because i was thinking about this earlier danielle watson is not going to remember this mm-hmm. and um, I don't even know if Jace will fully remember it. He's seven. I don't know if I have a ton of memories from when I was seven. Um, I think Aaron will remember it. He's nine. Um, Owen will certainly, but 
a lot of it will just be, they won't remember the fact that there was a pandemic and that we were stressed out and we couldn't find toilet paper. They're going to remember being home with their families and hopefully they're mostly good memories. I know it's been hard, but that's the kind of stuff that I'm going to cling to as I continue to get through (laughs) this year. I saw a meme about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe like two or three weeks into quarantine talking about how parents are going to reflect on this and be like, oh, such a horrible time. And, you know, we couldn't find anything, pretty much just what you were saying and how the kids were like, this was the best time of my life. I got to play outside and my parents were there and I got to play with my kid, you know, play with my parents and and do this and do that. And it was just, it was such an eye-opening thing for me to read that I was like, okay, yes, this is stressful, but take a step back because this may not ever happen again. And this is like a vacation that you didn't plan. So just- try to chill out. You can't change anything right now. Just try to take it as it comes and probably be a little bit more like Amanda because she can pivot and I can't. (laughs) (laughs) And also like, it's easy again, because Owen is also the child that he is. When I say my child was made for quarantine, I mean, he was made for quarantine. Same. He has literally, I think I've taken him out of this house since March 13th, which was last day of school, five times. Oh, wow. Three of which have been to the eye doctor. That's so crazy. And he just, well, one, I'm like, where, why take him out? Why? Like, what's really the point? Um, He does not want to like wear a mask or anything like that. So he would rather stay at home. He's not having to go into the school systems that he hates. So he is like on cloud nine. And this may honestly have altered the way he's going to do this world. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting crap done. Yep. From his bedroom. (laughs) Yeah. That's (laughs) that's totally true because he is of an age where these are formative years for him. Mm -hmm. So you're right. You're right. He, he may have learned skills from this or habits from this that he otherwise wouldn't have. Um, That being said though, I do always remind him, I said, I always do want you to remember Owen that you were being raised and you experienced a pandemic and protesting because of this, this, and this. Not to, of course, I don't want to get political because what, no matter what stance you're on, he still experienced that time. For sure. And yeah, he wouldn't know it from his bedroom. So I make sure that he's still aware of the life that is going on around him. I think that's super important. During this time. Yeah. But no, I, go ahead, Danielle. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> you do it. In her arm. <laughs> No, I was just going to say, and while Owen was maybe made for quarantine, Aaron and Jace, not so much. Um, We live in a, and I think it it depends on where you live too. Like you guys live in the country. You don't have neighbors that are, that are close in proximity to his age where we live in a subdivision and there's no less than 25 kids on our street. And I'm not exaggerating that these kids play with. And when this all first started, I was very strict. You are not going outside. You are not playing with your friends. Um, you can you can hang out in the driveway or in the backyard. You can ride your bike, but you're not like playing with people. We're not doing this, and that was so hard, um, especially because there were other people in the neighborhood who were letting their kids play. And I'm that's not a judgment. You have to do what you have to do to survive. But my kids would look outside and say, "See." their friends all playing together. And I'm like, 
Sorry. I was just about to ask about that. So then you become the mean parent, you know, the bad one. Or the crazy neighbor. Strict. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, I was like- the, happened in our neighborhood? It's, it was so hard. And I'm not put passing judgment on people who did it differently. Um, but I have a husband who has multiple sclerosis and I couldn't afford my kids dragging something home to him. He has an, a, a compromised immune system. Um, so I, it was never a worry about myself or even the kids, but for Chris and, um, and that was hard. That was hard. But, um, I finally loosened the reins, uh, you know, during summer vacation, mm-hmm. um, playing outside, you can be with your friends, but we were still very careful about where we were going, who we were seeing, who they were playing with, um, that was, uh, that was very hard for them. That was very hard for them. And I remember you even saying though, like I've opened the door to this and now allowing it. However, it's that it's with people who have also been as equally safe in different ways where it's yes. like, like your whole neighborhood kind of buffered down. It wasn't like we had a lot of places to go anyway. So that, that time did seem right to do that at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And there was no way that I was going to be able to get through the summer without letting them play with friends. I mean, especially, like I said, when I'm not exaggerating, there's 25 kids on on our, just our street. They're all running around playing together. Um, You would have to keep them inside all day, every day to, to keep them at bay. Like that's not realistic. No. So they are, you know, back to, to playing with friends, but in the beginning that was hard. And I know there's other parents out there who will, um, understand what Mm -hmm. that was like, because it was not easy. Well, I think it it goes to show too, that there's a big difference on how this pandemic has affected people based on if you're an introvert or an extrovert, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like, oh, and I'm a hardcore introvert. (laughs) (laughs) I was asked a couple of weeks into quarantine, a coworker and like family member reached out and was like, Hey, how are you guys doing? How's everything going? And I was like, I've been preparing for this my whole life. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Give me a good book. I'm good. (laughs) I'm fine. (laughs) But then there's people like Brandon who's like, I need people. (laughs) It's just not me. (laughs) Well, and that's honestly like, Danielle, you're always someone that I go to because you and Owen are very similar Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And I always go, well, Danielle's like dynamite person. Like Owen's going to be just fine. (laughs) Just because you are a homebody and you can live life and solitude essentially. Is that the right word? Yeah, I don't know yeah, if I solitude. Use it correctly. Solitude, thank you. I'm like, solitude is a game. <laughs> <laughs> we played that too during this time. Anywho, um, you know, because some people think that that's just sometimes weird when you can be so independent upon yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and, it goes back to how you recharge, right? Do you recharge sure. in front of people by being around people or do you recharge being by yourself? I recharge by being by myself, hands down. There's so many people that aren't that way though. And I think you can be a bit of a mixture as well. Yes. And I think that self-awareness during this, I wish people would have maybe taken the time to become a little bit more self-aware of what they need before they were knee deep into a pandemic. Because I think that's what threw people off so much. They couldn't prepare for what was going to get brought to them. Um, It's going to be a year I'll never, ever forget. That's for sure. I've also, I've done a lot of journaling, which sounds 
super nerdy, but I've done a lot of journaling both for myself. And then we have a little book that we've been writing to Watson since the day we brought him home. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we write, I wrote, I mean, all the time to him, just kind of explaining what was happening Mm -hmm. and what was going on, because while he can't look back and remember this, I want him to know that this happened because it was hopefully this is just a one and done kind of situation, but this was such a crucial time in our lives. I want him to kind of relive it, I guess, in a positive light. Well, and I hate always comparing this to this book or this person because it's nothing like what they went through, but like Anne Frank, would she have ever known that her diary would have been for sure the the face of that time period? Mm -hmm. And that's something that, no, what we're dealing with is not anywhere near, but somebody writing this down is so important because it is a moment in history and it's, Mm -hmm. it's not the textbook version that's going to make people feel it. It's going to be someone's diary that can express those emotions. Especially for the Anne Frank book, it made that time period where kids reading that book later be able to relate so much because Mm -hmm. she wrote it at the age she was at. Absolutely. You know, she wrote it as a preteen, as a teenager, and therefore, so when preteens and teenagers, they actually get to experience it mm-hmm. through her eyes where they wouldn't be able to put two and two together like that. Bringing up yes. a book, let's talk about our Danielle. Okay. So we are going to do a monthly book club. Super excited about this. We are going to come up with a couple of different books for you guys to choose. We wanted to start this next month in November. Um, By the time you guys are listening to this, it might even be November. I don't know. No, probably not. We're putting this out this week. So no, it'll still be in October, but we are going to- It's a pandemic. um, We don't know what day and month it is right now, ladies. (laughs) What is life right now? We don't even know what's going on. Whatever day it is right now. For at least for the first book, we're going to come up with a couple of different books that you guys want to um, see what you guys want to read with us. So we're going to take it to a poll, probably on our Facebook group. Is that what we decided? And then maybe over on our Instagram. So don't forget to, to check that out. We'll have all of that linked in the description box, wherever you're listening to this or watching this. Um, yeah, we're going to start a book club. I'm excited. We're Amanda, I know excited. we're not super, you're not super geeked about this, but We'll always make sure that the book is available on Audible or some sort of listening device apparatus thing. That was my only concern. I said, can we please choose a book? I don't care. I'm going to barely have a say in what book we read because I, like I told the ladies, I said, I'll be miserable reading anything. But as long as it's available on my phone... I'll get it done. (laughs) To be honest, that's probably how I'm going to do it right now too. I so much enjoy reading a book. I mean, I have more books than any person should actually own, but I so prefer reading to listening to it, but Mm -hmm. just, I'm at this stage in my life with Mm -hmm. Watson and everything else going around. It's just easier to stick in a headphone and, and listen to it. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Also, we're asking if you are listening to this on a podcast platform, like Apple podcast or Spotify, um, we would absolutely if you would please leave us a review. That is huge when it comes to the algorithms and how successful podcasts grow. Um, and we are hoping to grow this into something successful, of course. Um, that's part of the reason we're doing it. Part of it, of course, is to, to be with other moms and, and share our struggles. But we'd like to reach as many moms as we possibly can. So if you could um, rate us, subscribe, leave a review. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, Shout us out. Tell your friends. 
Yes. Yeah. Share, share our Instagram posts. If that's where you're catching this or our yep. Facebook book posts, YouTube. Um, but do people we would Twitter anymore. That's not the right phrase. <laughs> I'm old. Do people tweet anymore? Is that a thing? Maybe we should. I, I feel like that's a thing for people cooler than us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't tweet, but maybe Let us people... know. Do you guys tweet? Give us, give us some feedback here. Maybe that's something that we can take on. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, so please just wherever you're listening to this, like it, review it, share it. We would, we would certainly love appreciate us. it. Yes. We, we need your love. <laughs> and, and know that when we're saying that, that is so hard for us to ask that. It's so hard. It, it so was, hard. It, it rolled pretty easily off my tongue. If I Okay, not. good. That you yeah. handled that part then. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have so, around. <laughs> I'm so codependent. I am not afraid to say like, I need you. That just as much as you need me, we need each other. <laughs> oh, see, I'm just not there. I just, it's I struggle with that. It's hard for me to ask. Like, it, it's so hard. And as you listen to our podcast, more often, you're going to really see all of our personalities come mm-hmm. you know, on full display. Mm-hmm. And I think you're probably going to relate with one of us, all of us, you know, of course, during the different seasons of your life. So I'm so excited okay. to kind of have people help, like, I don't know. Is it? I just love it so much. Yeah. We appreciate you guys listening to us and taking time to hang out with us on our various social media platforms. It means a lot to us. Yes. Well, I guess, I guess that's it. I guess we've done it. Yep. So and done it again. Next, we've done it again. So until next week, we love you. We hope you got something out of this mm-hmm. and um, we'll see you next time. We are bad moms in business. Bye. Bye. Bye.